What's up, everyone? This is Bros Watch PLL2. I am Benjamin Light. With me is Marco Sparks. Hello, people of Earth. And today we're talking about S2E11 of Pretty Little Liars. Uh, I Must Confess is the title of that episode. And mm. I must get to that page on the wiki. Uh, so why don't you talk for a second, Marco? So the episode starts off with uh, Emily's in bed. She's tossing and turning. She can't sleep. Uh, it's late. And then we see that she gets a text. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Yep. Yeah. Then uh, at about 5 a.m., Hannah is sleeping just fine. But she wakes up when she hears Emily driving away. Emily, uh, or I'm sorry, Hannah sleeps on her stomach. I wanted to point that out. I also yeah. sleep on my stomach. So basically we fucked. So your soulmates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you've been inside of her. Um, so Hannah calls Emily, but you know, as Emily's driving away, but discovers that Emily has left her phone in her purse in Hannah's room there. Where is Emily? She's run off into the night. Uh, and so then we, we start getting these kind of like flashes to, uh, what, what Emily's doing as the girls are looking for her the next day. Emily's out well, it's, running somewhere. It's, well, we cut to like, it's daylight. Spencer and Ari are now over in Hannah's room. They're all mm-hmm. worried about Emily. They're calling her. And uh, Arya is the one who says, do you think she did something crazy? <laughs> Arya is seemingly very concerned that Emily has run off to Texas. Yeah. Uh, that seems yeah. to be Arya's main concern. Like almost, almost as though Arya were A and she might have like pushed Emily too far. Can I just say real quick, because showing how the sausage is made we're going to record two episodes tonight we watch mm-hmm. two episodes we're going to we're going to slam it out do you find now that you even though you love aria you just don't trust her at all i've always loved and not trusted aria but that's part of why i love her yeah i think you're right because it's just like it's i don't know if it's just crystallized for me now but <laughs> i'm just like every time she does something i'm just like oh you sly precocious precocious well, bitch it really makes me wonder exactly what the direction is because it seems like they go out of their way to show her looking guilty a lot of time when it's like is that are they trying to communicate that to the audience in a subtle way or or maybe they're going for concerned and i'm just reading it as guilty lucy hale when it comes time to teach your master class, we're more than willing to host it. If she doesn't run away from acting and be a country singer, do you know her, her single comes out tomorrow? Her I, single? Her single is dropping? Is dropping tomorrow? Yes, I know, because that's all she's tweeted about for the past, like, year. I am almost dying to hear that. I'm not a fan of country. Sorry. Sorry, Lucy. Or I'm a fan I, of Or should I say Karen? Um... So one funny detail, Hannah mentions that uh, Emily wouldn't be at swim practice because she's not allowed to be close to the pool. <laughs> I like to think that like somewhere in the background, you know, the, sh- the show that we don't see, she was like banned from hanging out at the pool just for like creeping everyone. Well, because the the whole like the, hoping that people will throw her yeah. into the pool or whatever. Like or eventually, the swim coach is like, "You're not even allowed near the pool. You're you're frankly like creeping everyone out." Well, yeah, I mean, it's got to be weird politics that, uh, I'm not going to go into that because I'll get us in trouble. Anyways, so Spencer, being Spencer, goes through Emily's phone and finds pictures of Arya kissing Ezra. <laughs> uh, um, and so she asks Arya, is this you? And uh, Arya's like, yeah, it's me. And Spencer says, well, unless you're Arya's mom and just assume it's Spencer, you know, slutting it up. <laughs> Spencer, she's very disappointed that Ella thinks that about her. 
And yet, I think secretly Spencer's pleased. Mm-hmm. Well, the the A text, it's the picture of Arya and Spencer, but then there's also a note that says "Clue L in and I'll let you out." A so that yeah. that's what Emily got in the middle of the night. So she's out running in the woods, which to me just man, that seems like a good way to turn your ankle. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you see, the way they present these like little flashes of Emily running is you assume that she's like on the run or something's like yeah. someone's chasing her. But no, she's just working on her frustrations. Yeah, she's, she's getting a morning on. morning jog in. In the middle of the freaking scary woods. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how she that's how she rolls. Yeah, so Hannah's like, Don't worry, Ari, Emily would never send that. And Spencer's like, Well, of course she wouldn't, because she can't. We have her phone. <laughs> oh, it's a literalist. So Emily eventually stops running and then like kinda like, you know, makes a decision. Goes to, uh, therapy Ann's place, Dr. Sullivan, the therapist, uh, opens the door and, uh, surprise, the liars are there waiting for her. Well, so no, so she, she knocks on the door. You stepped on it there. She knocks mm-hmm. on the door and she's just like, I'm ready to talk. And Dr. Sullivan's like, well, come on in. And then she comes on in and she's like, oh, your friends have been worried about you. And we come around the door and there's the three liars all just yeah. like sitting there waiting for Emily. And it's almost like a very creepy, ominous shot for a moment. Like, like they're going to keep her in line. Real quick, let's go, let's flash back for a minute. Like, the alternate universe where, like, it was Spencer who got with Ezra mm-hmm. instead of Arya because I don't think anyone really thinks that. Well, I mean, let's say the universe doesn't think that Arya and Ezra are an OTP. Like, like Ezra's just, like primed to get with some young girl and Spencer is more in game. Would they have waited two seasons to hook up? Like, to really hook up? Like, in, out, in, out? I don't think so. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, uh, Spencer and Toby still haven't hooked up, so. Really? I was going to ask you about that. But like, have they really not at all? They, they really haven't. You know on this show when a character hooks up for the first time. Okay, without they go without, camping. without spoiling anything, they you know, tent. it's not ambiguous. It's not like, by the way, we've been sleeping together for four months. The girl, like, slowly takes off the guy's shirt. Mm-hmm. That's the metaphor? Yes. Um, so yeah, your friends have been worried about you. That's, you know, the girls are all there waiting for Emily. Emily's like, swallow, gulp. Well, so do we seem that, like, like Spencer, because she's, you know, the, the doppelganger of Emily, she just, like, knew where Emily would be. <laughs> like, they're just like, oh, I'll bet we know where Emily will be. And they just go there. It's pretty, it's played very creepy at me at first, at first. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Emily doesn't really know, like, are the girls there to keep her in line and keep her mouth shut? But so the, you know, we come back from the credits, we're in Dr. Sullivan's office. The girls basically stage an intervention for Emily. Um, Hannah wants to know why Emily didn't turn to her first and she was, you know, sleeping right there. Um, but Emily is thinking about going to Texas just because she doesn't want to be used as a bowling ball and knock down her friends anymore. And so the liars decide they're finally going to tell somebody about A. They're going to tell therapy Anne. Well, so, but so, like, they're kind of discussing this back and forth, like, like throwing out things and throwing back at each other. And so, like, Doctor Sullivan's kind of like watching this this tennis match of words for a minute, and she's just like, "What the fuck are you guys talking yeah, who, about? Who are you talking about? Who would you know harm your friends?" Because yeah, it becomes very clear that somebody is out to get these four girls. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so they finally spill. Um, and so let's just keep this all in a section, even though it's a couple scenes. Um. Interesting that Arya is kind of avoiding contact through this whole thing. Spencer is the one who who says something. She says somebody has been trying to hurt us for a long time, uh, and then later Arya says that A is everywhere, constantly on us, like a shadow. Spencer says that A is an expert at making other people look guilty. 
spoiler next episode. Um, and uh, Therpian, at one point, she asks him, like, why haven't you told anyone about this yet? And presumably the girls say nothing, because in the next scene, you see Jenething sitting uh, over at, on, like, another bench at school in the quad, and they're just like, you know, like, we couldn't, we couldn't tell her about Jenna. Like, so they, they left Jenething out. They, they couldn't, they can't really say why they haven't told anyone. They can't even, even though they're telling her about A, they can't tell her everything. Well, and the other question, too, is why have you waited this long to say something? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the liners are at school now talking about uh, their talk of Dr. Sullivan and how it felt good to get it out. And they mentioned how even after the fashion show, their parents even think that somebody's out to get them. And there's a great little like mini exchange where Hannah's like, my, my dad still wants to sue. <laughs> and Ari's like, well, sue who? And Hannah's like, well, everyone. We should talk. There's a brief Jenna thing in earlier. I don't know where else to talk about it. Where Toby's like doing his like yard work at the Hastings, presumably, and he sees uh, Garrett's car. His like ridiculous, like what is that? Like a Charger or something? Is it not a Mustang? It's not a Mustang. Pretty sure. Charger? Maybe it's a Charger. Yeah. So he sees Garrett's ridiculous car, and there's like some alt rock blasting out of it. So he walks over there, and Jenna thing's inside in the passenger seat alone. Eating cherries, which is a yeah. perfect Jenna thing fruit. Uh, taking the cherry pits out and arranging them on the dashboard in front of her, even though she's blind. Mm-hmm. Just that's the sort of creepy thing Jenna thing does when she waits. It absolutely is. Uh, so but then uh, Garrett comes out of Jason's house next door, obviously. And so Toby kind of just like avoids detection, kind of like hides behind some trees and shrubbery. And, uh, I think this is where Garrett gets in the car and just starts like making out with Jenna or something like that. Um, well, it's, it, I don't know. For some reason, I found the way he did it super creepy because she's blind. Mm-hmm. He has to like turn her face to. It just seems I don't know. Very. Like, he has to manipulate her. Yeah. Almost like a doll. And so later, when they're looking over at Jenna at school and thinking about how they didn't tell therapy and everything, Jenna is like arguing to someone on the phone who they assume is Garrett. Yeah. yeah. So let's see. How do I want to do this? There's all this. Well, let's, oh. just, let's just go through everything that's in this scene real quick, and then we'll go into the girls individually. Because, um, well, I, I actually have like a whole section just on therapy Anne. Like she's almost like a, a main character in this episode. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole therapy Anne section. But I mean, like I said, I've got I've got mm-hmm. all just the little very characters things in this scene where the four of them are together, and then I've got broken down to the four girls. Um, so. We find out that uh, Spencer's giving Hannah some old books of horse pictures that Hannah wants to give to Kate to try to repair Kate, her stepsister, or stepsister-to-be to repair their relationship. Um, Hannah's trying to make good of her dad, uh, especially on the week that he's getting married, which we find out is days away, possibly yeah. like two days away. Um, he says, liars again, they're overhearing Jenething on her cell phone. And one of the key phrases that Jenething says is, it's not what we agreed upon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they're wondering if the picture that Emily got is from Jenna and Garrett. And then Hannah's grandmother shows up. Let's say this for Hannah. Let's let's say that for Hannah. Okay. I, I think I see how we're going to do this. We can do Aria, we'll, we'll do Aria, Hannah, Emily, then do Therapy, and then do Spencer. Well, the last line I'll, I'll throw from this thing is that Ellie mentions that maybe we should have skipped Dr. Sullivan and gone straight to the police. Mm-hmm. To which Spencer says, Garrett's on the force, and Jenna got there first. Mm-hmm. Let's let that line. Let's talk about Aria. 
Alright, so Arya suspects that Jennifer's the one behind the picture of her and Fitz. So we have we have that plot detail right now. Jennifer and Garrett are acting pretty suspicious in this episode. Uh, so later on, we have Ellen and Byron. They're arguing over Mike. Byron wants Mike to see a psychiatrist, like somebody who can write a prescription, as he puts it. And uh, Ella is pro-psychology. Ella is very against uh, any sort of medication here. Uh, she keeps insisting, like, Mike is not your brother. Even though, like, Byron is right here. If you have, like, a, you know, a history of depression in your family, that's certainly something that's relevant. It would imply <laughs> it's genetics, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's a relevant detail. Uh, Ella basically supports, like, the talking cure here. Uh, and Byron's just like, you're not a doctor. Which, I really, I feel like I have to take Byron's side here. I mean, maybe he's being a little douchey about it, but, like, Ella's coming off like one of those, like, vaccine, like, anti-vaccine people here. It's like, oh, no. Ella's going to prove herself wrong over the course of this episode. But, yeah, so they're having this little conversation. Arya walks in. Byron... Arya doesn't doesn't walk in. Arya butts in. (laughs) Yeah. Byron doesn't want a clue into Arya what's going on with Mike. Uh, Well, and he says we're not taking a poll on this. Yeah, like, like, it doesn't matter what Arya thinks. It's basically what he's saying. This is between the parents, which you don't tell Arya. But I just love there's a shot of Arya just kind of like frowning and thinking, and I just wrote down Arya's thinking, how does this affect me? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I have a very relevant line later on in my notes. But yeah, so later on that day, Arya goes up to Mike's room to get him ready for dinner. Mike is talking to somebody online. He doesn't want Arya in his room, wants her to leave, wants her to shut the door. Ella comes in as she hears Arya and Mike. No, before before Ella comes in, Mike... Mm. He, he raises his voice to Arya. He starts yelling at her, and I just wrote down, you don't raise your voice to Arya, Mike. Because <laughs> no. Arya's just like, no, no, I'm not going to go away. I'm going to get all up in your shit now. <laughs> she does get all up in her shit. She mm-hmm. sure does. For about yeah. 15 seconds, and then she says, I tried, and like leaves. Yeah. Or is about to leave. Yeah. Arya's like, I gave you 15 seconds of my time. Fuck it. Kill yourself. I don't care. That's, that's more than a lot of people get of Arya's time, mister. Yeah. Ella then comes in. Uh, mostly worked up because of the commotion that Arya has stirred up. Ella tries to take this laptop away from Mike and kind of clumsily crashes herself into a shelf. He kind of helps shove her into a, into the shelf and like she like hurts her wrist or something. And even Mike feel like he seems to feel kind of shocked by this, like he didn't you know it was not his intention. Ella is obviously hurt, like you can see it in her face that like she just hurt her wrist in some way. And, but immediately it's like, Arya, you can't tell your dad, dad about this. You know? well, so Mike, Mike storms off into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Arya's just like, Mom, are you okay? And so Ella is just like, when your dad asks about this later, I fell down the stairs or something. Like, you can't tell him what happened. Yeah. To which, this is the point where Ella has basically proven her earlier point wrong. Yeah. Well, it's, it's such terrible parenting. Yeah. Arya's but, I mean, just it, like, man, fuck this. If you have to get your other child to lie about a story that corroborates why your husband might have been right about his theory, mm-hmm. maybe your 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 stance is wrong. Um, yeah. So later on, uh, there's a scene where Arya comes home and like Ella's like in the shower, but then she comes out of the shower while Byron's talking to Arya. Well, Arya's actually studying. Or at least she's highlighting a bunch of shit in her book. Yeah. And I I can only assume that Ella just fucking hates doctors because Byron's like, you should see a doctor. And she's like, no, no, I don't need to. Yeah. And she's got like a, uh, like one of those like bowling gloves on her, on her wrist Mm -hmm. already. 
So Arya's like pieces out because she's tired of like well, hearing Arya, this debate. Arya lets enough like little like half grenades drop in that she she really wants to spill the info. Mm-hmm. Like she's like like I mean like there's some acidic tones like she's like there's a lot of things that I know that I wish I didn't know you know <laughs> whatever <laughs> and Byron's just like like whatever Arya I've had a day <laughs> I'm not touching I'm going to go gonna... drink some of Ezra's scotch. Pretend I'm 20 again. <laughs> you have to wonder for a moment. Like we've seen Byron dealing with Arya now. Imagine like the last 16 years have been like. <laughs> Imagine Byron's gotten really good at tuning Arya out at times. But yeah, so after Arya goes upstairs because she just doesn't want to be in a room where people aren't valuing her super input, she happens around a mic and he asks if the mom's okay. And she's like, yeah, she's fine. And he's like, well, will I be okay too? And Arya's like, well, you know, beats the shit out of me. <laughs> Poor Mikey. He suddenly realizes he's crazy. Yeah. Just like, well, oh, you know, I've been meaning to bring this up forever. Um, so obviously there's some sort of mental illness that runs in the Montgomery family, right? Uh, and uh, everyone is assuming that, oh, it's Mikey that suffers from this affliction. Yeah, what, no. if it, what if it's the other kid? Bring it on home, yeah. What if your other kid is has like a severe dissociative disorder and all sorts of delusions of grandeur? I'm all about that. What drove Mike crazy was witnessing Arya and one of her many other personalities doing something insane. I like it. Yeah, like drinking blood out of a skull or something. Just doing some a shit, yeah. Then, then accessorizing that skull into her outfit, yeah. So. Later, after she talks to Mike, Arya goes downstairs to talk to her parents, and she tells them that Mike has broken into not one house, but several houses, and that she's tired of keeping secrets. And then Mike finally comes downstairs, and it's like a family moment or something. Like, and I've written in my finally notes, ready to stop being a douche. Arya has successfully inserted herself back into this drama. <laughs> But it's like, it's like she's almost like upset because she's just like, I'm tired of keeping secrets. And they're like, yeah, we should talk about Mike. And she's like, no, I'm tired of keeping secrets. Ask me questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we never find out whether or not Ella tells Byron about the wrist thing. Anyway, that's uh, about all of Arya except for the main plot stuff. So let's talk about Hannah. Hannah. Hannah, when she has the the books that she's gonna give to Kate to like try to make up with Kate, uh, she holds one up and it's like a horse like rearing back on its legs, and she says, "Oh look, horse doing a wheelie." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they come up with lines for Hannah. I feel like one of the writers is like either is or is dating a girl who just like says wacky things like that, and like that's where they get yeah, all their that. Hannah lines. Or, like, one of the writers doesn't have a babysitter, and so they occasionally bring, like, their autistic child into the writer's room, <laughs> and they just write down lines. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so, so these are, my, these are used Spencer horse picture books. Hannah doesn't care about Kate. This, it's, this is not to, like, impress Kate. She's doing this for her dad. Like, her and her dad are getting along right now. She wants to keep that up, and so she's... Well, she she wants to impress Kate, but it's all an extension, yeah, of just, like, winning, like, saying good of her dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her, her grandmother shows up, who is awesome, by the way. Her grandmother who shows up at school. Mm-hmm. And, she, uh, asks Arya where the, uh, the ladies' room is and says, oh, come with me, Hannah, and she drops this great line. She says, I just need to wipe the dew for my lily. Yes. 
<laughs> and Emily's just like, what does that even mean? So it's like, what it means is I'm never going to eat again. Ever. Um, but what I love about, yeah, Hannah's grandmother is that she shows up and at first it's like, well, don't we have dinner tonight? And Hannah's like, well, that's tomorrow. And so Hannah's just like, Hannah's grandmother's just like, oh, okay. Give me the keys to your house. Mm. <laughs> uh, she, she didn't recognize Hannah because it's, she had a salad in front of her. <laughs> it's the first time she's ever seen her eat anything green. So the, the actress's name is, uh, Betty Buckley, I believe. Betty Buckley's potentially a genius. She's uh, she's been around like old old time actor. She's she's playing this role as Hannah's grandmother with like a slightly southern accent. Uh, she's she's just like your kind of no nonsense uh, grandmother. She is uh, the sister of one of the main main directors of Pretty Little Liars. Uh, Nor- oh, Norman Buckley is one of the directors of Pretty Little Liars. She's his sister, so I imagine that's why she's on the show. She reminds me a lot of. Um uh, and Mira, in a way. Okay. Jerry Stiller's wife, like, like she's like the the nice TV version of Anne Mira. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um. So there's Hannah. So <clears throat> Hannah's on the phone of Caleb in her kitchen, hearing about his trip at one point, uh, while her grandmother's doing stuff in the kitchen. And sounds like he's like surfing or something, talking about and wetsuits. He's just he's just living up the fucking California thing. That's what he's doing. Um, so then Hannah's dad calls. She, she cuts over that. He wants her to do a toast with Kate at the rehearsal dinner. Yeah, it's a rehearsal dinner. Yeah. Uh, Hannah's grandmother thinks that's suspicious. She thinks the whole thing is suspicious. The and whole she, wedding. It should be pointed out. This is uh, her grandmother is her father, Tom. It's his mom. It's not Ashley's mom. You don't realize that right away, though. Because... Yeah. Eventually, Ashley will show up, and she keeps calling her Regina. And you're like, wow, Ashley calls her own mom Regina. And you know that Ashley has some kind of unruly mentioned uh, family drama. Mm-hmm. But no, 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 no. It's just Tom's mom. Yeah. So, Regina, the the grandmother, she's not not really feeling this whole wedding. Uh, doesn't really like it at all. And Hannah's like, well, he's happy. <laughs> Grandmother says, uh, happy. What's happy? Cows are happy. And they end up with sloppy joes. Yeah. Her mom, her grandma's nuts. She's and awesome. she, she obviously likes Ashley more, uh, even though she's, uh, you know, her own son's mother. It's like she prefers Ashley. Well, there's no more proof that she's insane than the fact that Ashley comes home and grandma says, well, look at your pretty mama, all dolled up like Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> Which, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it works. In what world do you refer to Laura Layton? Probably, not, like probably not the first person I would think to compare Laura Layton to, but... But yeah, Grandma's an instigator, because she's trying to like get Ashley all geared up to, you gotta fight for your man. And Ashley's like, I don't know if you realize this, but I'm totally over your douchebag of a son. And Ashley's like, I don't know if you realize it, but I hit it and quit it. Mm-hmm. Smell my finger. Smell my wine glass. Yeah. Um. So then we're at the rehearsal dinner, which is in Philadelphia. It's some, I don't know, is that a restaurant? Like, we see the bathroom later, it's ridiculous. I don't know what this is. I don't know if it's like, if it's like a restaurant or like some kind of like hotel lobby thing. Some sort of bathroom is Yeah. The bathroom is bigger than like the Marin house. It has a bed in it. It has a, yeah, I I just put like fancy mattress, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, case there. We're going to talk about that, but like, Mm -hmm. ladies, that doesn't seem sanitary. It's a bathroom. 
Uh, it's probably one of those bathrooms that has like a door to like the toilet area. This is just like Still, the, the sink area. A, anything in the bathroom, you don't need to be laying down. I don't know, man. I don't know what goes on in those girls' bathrooms. Yeah, so Hannah and Kate are looking at the horse book. They're making amends. Um, Grandma's being kind of a saucy, sassy old bitch. It's like Tom's trying to inter- introduce her to people, and she's just like, I don't know who this person is. He's like, oh, you met them before? He's, she's like, I don't know them. Well, and, and Hannah's apologizing to Kate, and Kate's like kind of agreeing to like start over, and I just wrote down, beware, Hannah. Yeah. Um, Kate, Kate, who's also a teenager, but looks like she's like 45. Yeah. Kate is babysitting the wedding dress, her mom's wedding dress, which is this like glittery, glittery, like slutty Vegas cocktail dress. That it looks like something you'd wear to like the Golden Globes. It, yeah, it's this, you, only like out of, like, only like Susan Lucci would get married in this outfit. It's hideous. Yeah. Um, so they order some lemonades as they decide to work on their toast, you know, five minutes before the actual toast to be given. Kate has vodka and a water bottle that she's going to add to the yeah, lemonade. Some, some liquid courage to kind of lubricate things. It doesn't uh, take a whole lot of time before she talks Hannah into, into making her lemonade a little more Russian. Hannah's like, no, I don't want to drink. Oh, wait, I'm an alcoholic. Of course I'll drink. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't take much for Kate to get Hannah to drink even more. So Hannah's getting drunk pretty quick. Uh, she's already fairly drunk when Kate does the move where she says, uh, oh no, that's my uncle over there. Like, drink your drink real quick before he comes over. And then it's just like some dude who just walks by who knows if it was even like her uncle or something. But yeah. that, that gets Hannah to drink a shitload more of the, her like vodka lemonade. Uh, and so then Kate orders some more vodka or some more lemonade that she'll spike with vodka for them and, uh, some coconut shrimp, which, mm, that sounds like yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. Um, so eventually the two girls go into the bathroom. Uh, Hannah is at this point fucking hammered. Mm-hmm. Like she can't even walk straight hammered. <laughs> she's too hammered. Like her, she's got some loose lips right now and the things that she says to Kate. Uh, so they go into this bathroom that has like a bed in it or something, or like some sort of like giant ottoman that they can sit on. And Kate very, very suspiciously decides that this is a good time to take that dress that she's babysitting out of the protective sheath and like kind of hold it over herself and talk about, you know, how she looks in it, but Hannah would look better in it. <laughs> well, real quick, I just want to flashback for like five seconds that Hannah being classic. Hannah says that since she has loose lips, that she wishes that she had gotten Kate a real horse book, <laughs> something fat and expensive with pictures of naked guys riding horses. Mm-hmm. I saw that's the way Hannah thinks. Exactly. And, so Kate's like, oh no, you would look great in this. And Hannah's just like, that dress would look so much better on you. That's not true. Okay, it is true. <laughs> Kate's, uh, Kate's manipulation is actually kind of admirable because it's mm-hmm. very, it's almost very subtle. Yeah. I mean, it's less subtle because of the fact that Hannah is hammered, but she's really playing Hannah's own vanity against yeah. her. Well, and then, so then she just leaves and sure enough, Hannah gets up picks up the dress, kind of looks at it in the mirror and, like, twirls around a little bit, and then, like, starts to feel sick and pukes all over the dress. Yeah, she collapses onto this giant mattress thing, fancy mattress, and, like, vomits all over the dress. And then which point Kate walks in, sees this, just kind of, like, smiles like she's pleased with herself, and then retreats. Mm-hmm. So, uh, later, her dad, Tom, walks in to find drunk-ass Hannah with the dress. She's trying to clean the dress, uh, but obviously it's, it's not working. Yeah. 
And Tom's pissed. He's like, Kate just gave the toast alone. Like, what the fuck is going on? And and then he realizes she's drunk and the dress is ruined. And he's just very upset with his daughter. Yeah. And Grandma Marin comes in, has uh, Hannah's back here. And I like that she says that she would have waited and hurled on the bride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's her response to the situation. Yeah. And then Kate Kate comes back later and is like pretending to care, but Grandma Marin. Well, she's uh, pretending to care because Grandma Marin is there. Yeah, Grandma Marin very quickly deduces that like something isn't right because Hannah mentioned that like Kate was drinking the whole time too, and Kate seems very sober. So uh, she like grabs Kate's purse and empties it out, and there's two bottles of water in there. One is an actual bottle of water. One is the vodka, and so obviously she set Hannah up from the beginning. She was never drinking vodka at all. She's just getting Hannah drunk. Yeah. Nice move, Grandma. Mm -hmm. And Hannah's just like, I will own your ass. Yeah. Um, all the rest of the Hannah stuff I have for the end. Yeah, so, yeah. Emily. Emily. Uh, there's an interesting scene with between Emily and Ashley when they're at home while like while this rehearsal dinner is taking place. Like Ashley's like making herself some like uh, some like microwave stovers or something. And drinking wine. And drinking wine. And it's like a kind of a funny commiseration between Emily and Ashley, uh, even though Emily's a teenager and Ashley's a grown-ass woman. Um, well, so Emily's just like, what the fuck's up with you? Like, your ex's mother staying with you instead of him. And she's uh, like, and well, Ashley. obviously, like, I'm a lot better than her son. Yeah. Well, and, and she says that, you know, Grandma Marin's always been a little bit strange. The She got her, what was a, a lawnmower? A lawnmower for their wedding present. Yeah, so um, Emily's asking, like, is it strange, you know, that your ex is getting married and stuff like that? And Ashley says, well, it's it's a good thing that Tom came back in the town just to just to show her basically that she didn't belong with him. Oh, it should be pointed out that apparently Grandma Marin likes to like come into your house and reorganize shit. And so she's seemingly reorganized uh, Ashley's kitchen while she was there earlier. That's why she needed the keys apparently is to go to Hannah's house and reorganize the kitchen. So now Ashley's trying to undo all that. Yeah, so basically Emily and Ashley are just bonding over their lost loves. And, you know, I, I just say real quick, and thus all my fan fiction begins. Mm -hmm. And uh, Samara is brought up, uh, but it sounds like she's pretty much off the table right now. Which, shame on you, Emily. Because Emily's just like, oh, blah, blah, Samara, it's over. And Ashley's just like, like so over that you can't fix it. And Emily's just like, boo-hoo-hoo. The writers wrote her out. Oh, well, Ashley says, when the other person isn't there, we tend to make up the other side of the conversation. And so with this advice, Emily goes and makes a phone call to have some dinner with Maya. Fucking, Fucking Maya. Maya. Boo. God, like, you couldn't have called Samara back? Oh, I'm sorry. She's on the Vampire Diaries. We have to get Maya back instead. Hmm. Yeah, like... like we see, like, Emily's at the grill, and we don't, like, know who's going to show up at first, and then fucking Maya walks in. Uh, she's been she's been back in town for about two weeks. Her parents are renting a house somewhere in a place called Bucks County, which apparently is oh. about 45 minutes away. I think before we even get those details about Maya, she immediately brings up Pam and starts, like, shit-talking about her. Oh, wait, she's a real bitch. She's a it's real It's like, hey, bitch. Maya, why don't you fucking let it go? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. nobody brought Maya, Pam up. Maya is like... She's like the non-artiste version of Arya. Ooh, that hurts. A lot of the stuff that Maya does is Arya-esque, but 
God damn, if Arya doesn't make it look good. Well, there's a certain sinisterness to Maya, like she knows what she's doing, I guess. You know? Like, Arya is at least able to play it as a naivete. It's it's incredibly reckless, though. Mm -hmm. Maya is just shooting off flares in a fireworks factory. Almost not caring who she hits. Yeah. Arya only does that every once in a while. So Emily says that uh, she called because uh, she wasn't in a good place before, but she's not, you know, afraid of, uh, you know, being in a relationship now and blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, this conversation bothers the shit out of me because uh, yeah, Emily is starting to talk about some real shit, some real hardcore shit. She's about to start telling Maya about some of the stuff that's really affecting her. And she starts to say, well, you know, a lot of people were scaring me before. And Maya instantly jumps in with, I know I was one of them. Which, okay, that's classic Emily, that's classic Maya. And then unfortunately, Emily is like, well, yeah, you're right, Maya, blah, 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 let me talk about this, blah, blah. And I want to be like, no, Maya, you, or no, Emily, you don't give her a pass. You don't give her a pass, but she gave her a pass. And the conversation somehow became about, not about Emily discovering who she is, but somehow still about Maya. Well, it's like, hey, Emily, you remember that conversation you had with Paige about how, like, you're not going back in the closet, like, you're going to keep moving forward? Mm. This isn't going back in the closet, but this is not moving forward either. No. No. This is, uh, dumpster diving behind a fancy thrift store. And they even bring up Paige later where Maya says she shoved your head underwater and you still dated her. It's like, yes, she's still a better girlfriend than you were. Yeah. I, I mean, quite frankly, a, uh, uh, a broom turned upside down if a wig put on it is a better girlfriend than Maya. Yeah, fucking Maya. That's all I got to uh, say about Emily. Do you want to talk about, uh, real quick, just the Dr. Sullivan assembly here? Well, so at this point in my notes, I would like to go back and address all the therapy and stuff. Okay. So, Dr. Sullivan, as set up in the previous episodes, is having an assembly at the school. Uh, all of the liars are present as Dr. Sullivan talks to the students about choices they have and whether or not they feel safe at high school um well i feel like therapy in here she comes off a little bit of bullshit uh because she's talking about how like oh we had bullying in my day and people said it built character but now like you know with like cyberbullying, you know people can just keep hitting send and like that's it's somehow worse which i'm gonna go ahead and disagree like bullying is bullying like Maybe there are slightly easier ways to do it, but like it doesn't make it doesn't mean like it was okay back before there was email or something, you know. Well, she's she's implying that the cyberbullies of today can hide behind the anonymity of their text messages, which yeah. uh, a what a is doing is pretty impressive. I think your average cyberbully isn't hiding that as well yeah. as a is. Yeah. Um, mind you, there's like thirty people in this room. Well, this then, is hardly the entire student body. Well, then their band starts talking about how like you know like uh. It won't be anonymous when, like, you get, like, uh, arrested or, like, you know, like, you know, the police find out. Like, she's basically, like, uh, veiled threats against, like, anonymous bullies, you know. Like, when the, when the cops find out, you know, it'll still show up in your record. It'll still limit your, like, college opportunities, etc. Which, to the person making this thinly veiled threat against A, dummy. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's um, just like bitch please oh it should be mentioned yeah. in the audience right now we uh we get no con he doesn't he doesn't say a word in this episode but he's there i love that yeah uh, five seconds he's there yeah you see lucas uh and then mona? it cuts to jenna uh, is mona there i can't remember if we saw her or not oh you see mona very briefly she's talking to she she smiles at hand at one point uh the jenna thing smiles very slyly as dr sullivan first mentions the word bullies 
Well, as she starts talking about, like, threatening and whatnot, like, Jenithing just kind of starts smiling. Very, very creepy evil smile behind but, yeah. her creepy sunglasses. Stop cyberbullying now. That's basically the the message here. So they they come out of this, and Hannah's just like, yeah, that pretty much made things worse, you know. Like, and um, I'm gonna agree with Hannah. Mm-hmm. The other three girls will all disagree with Hannah. That it was time to speak up, but no, Hannah is goddamn spot on. Yeah, that little uh, talk that they're being gave to the school and possibly to A if A was there, not helping. Well, and we should point out too that earlier in their 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 talk, their tete tete with Therapy Ann, Therapy Ann asked, "Do you think that A is somebody you go to school with?" And they said, "Well, you know, possibly, but it's not like we're safe when we go home yeah. either. You know, well, A seems to be everywhere. It's not like A was in that little like assembly and it's like, oh shit, I could go to jail for this. Well, I guess well, I better stop. Not like I might have already not like killed Ian." But I, I kind of wonder, like, is it possible that the girls just didn't paint? An well, accurate they, enough picture of A to they, therapy A. Yeah, they they probably left out too many details because they they were probably very uh, hesitant to spill too much because there's again, a lot is, of incriminating shit involving this A. This is the them. bias though of I think people who deal with teenagers. Mm-hmm. They they tend to think the teenage problems are still quaint and cute and yeah. and probably exaggerated. Yeah, yeah, exaggerated that you can like a good stern assembly in a speech can can mm-hmm. really scare everyone straight and. Nope. No, no, no. Uh, so Jennifer is leaving, and she hears Arya's voice, and she asks, Oh, Arya, did you go to the assembly? To which Spencer steps in and says that they all did. Uh, well, I, I, Arya, for a second, looks... Like, Arya, she always like wants to be nice to Jenna, but, like, it never works, you know? Like, no. she has this look on her face, like, like she was, like, actually, like, almost happy to talk to Jenna for a second, but then Spencer butts in, and... And it's like, we were all there. And, and so then it's just like a bitch off, you know? Yeah, Spencer's like, I got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Jenna makes some kind of crack about how it's a shame that the shrink wasn't there when Allison was around. But when uh, Allison ruled the halls. Yeah. Emily steps in with, uh, I guess it takes one bully to know another, huh, Jenna? Can you please move your stick? Some <laughs> of us are trying to get past you. Blind people humor. LOL. Yeah. yeah. So they all they all do the thing where they just walk past Jenna. Uh, poor Arya is like she kind of like shrugs as she goes past. Like oh well, <laughs> there goes that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I guess let's we should talk about this now and then we can get to Spencer later on. Therapy Ann gets a call, and the call is basically like a recorded loop of Ann from that girl's the confession session. It's like Ann saying something over and over again. Yeah, and, and Which she is, hangs uh, up and gets another call, and it's the same thing. So it's like now A is like fucking with her. Yeah, the the loop is, and I'm the first person you told about this, and I'm the first person you told about this, like over and, I'm the and first over. Person you told about this, yeah. So she's called uh, the cops. She has the cops come to her her office because you know apparently it's been bugged or something. And Garrett is there, and Garrett is like cops. most unhelpful cop ever. She, he's basically like, well, we're gonna need to know who you're talking to in here. Like, and who your clients are, and Anne's like, it's confidential. You know, like, no, I'm not well, telling you that. The only question he asks that is, at, that is worthwhile question is, is there any chance that one of your clients, you know, could have recorded mm-hmm. this? Um, and she says, no, of course. And so he basically says, you know, he not says, a lot of shit we can do. He says, basically, we can't help you at all unless you tell us who your clients are. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually kind of frustrated that the other cop wasn't Officer Barry. Yeah, yeah. 
But also, he's, he's not busy doing the, the real police work, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't work with, he wouldn't work with Garrett. There's yeah. no way he would work with Garrett. So, later that night, Dr. Sullivan apparently is just hanging out around her office. And she looks out the window and she sees well, somebody in a black she, hoodie. She's doing No, she doesn't see anyone, but she's doing some research. She's pulling out some files from various boxes and whatnot. Mm. She... She looks outside as though she thought she heard something, but then looks away, and then you see like someone in a black hoodie is watching yeah. her office. Yeah, she's really like boning up on all of her her files about the liars and the, okay. the girls. Yeah. So let's get back to her at the end of the episode and talk about Spencer. Um, real quick, I know we haven't really talked about this, but do we want to talk about Arya's outfit real quick? The red one. Yeah. If you want, I mean, it's it's like a. A burgundy outfit with some subtle stripes uh, on the, in the top. Uh, she's got some red, like a burgundy. She's got like a little hair. headband. This is actually, I'm going to say, the most adorable Arya outfit that she's ever worn. Oh, like she's more was, adorable than that. If Arya was 12, this would be like the yeah, outfit don't like, be creepy. Like, like an American girl would wear. Okay. This is like, this is like, I don't know. It's almost too young for her. It's very cute on her, but it's like too young, I think, in a way. It's not the weird mom seventies jeans from uh, season just, one. Just wait till her outfit in the next episode. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a trifecta. Yeah. Um, so Spencer, Spencer's uh, doing some little making out with Toby in her room, and Toby is speculating that uh, with like Garrett over at Jason's place. You know, this is after he saw Garrett over there. That maybe the NAT club is back in session. Uh, and he wants to dig deeper, but Spencer's like, no, you need to stay out of this before, like, you know, something horrible happens and we have to break up, basically. Well, yeah, Spencer's very worried that Jenna would do something to break them up, which mm-hmm. is prophetic. Um, <laughs> yeah, so later that night, Spencer and Toby are making out in the truck in front of Jason's house. No, no, no you, is... sk- you skip something. So. What did I skip? She's making out with Toby there. Okay, yeah, this is in the truck, sorry. He, Toby thinks he sees something in Jason's window as they're making out in the truck. <laughs> like that Spencer's response is, your eyes were open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then now she's her interest is peaked, and she looks out, and there's definitely two shadows up there. Two shadows in uh, Jason's the window. Well, it's it's like in Allison's room, actually, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I don't, so I don't anyway, we know so for she, sure, but yeah, it's upstairs. So she immediately assumes that it's Garrett and Jenna with Jason, and Spencer goes into full on berserker rage. She wants to go and confront them. Well, she talks she about how like, she's not afraid. She thinks that they're being filmed, you know, like that yeah. right now, Jason and Garrett and Jenna are all like filming them two making out and Spencer hulks she's out. Nuts. Yeah. So I want to point out that she runs to Jason's front door. Toby, who chases after her, is absolutely, completely ineffectual at stopping her. From well, he's also her. trying to uh, button up his shirt at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so well, she gets the door. Well, Spencer, gets the door? Spencer was saying also, also, I just want to throw it in that she's like, no, like therapy and like said, we need to like confront shit like this, which like, it's not like Spencer needed any encouragement on that. No, she, she needed some enabling is what she needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she gets to the door and oh shit. It's Spencer's dad walking out of Jason's house. Spencer's dad in his classic, like shirt and tie sleeves rolls, sleeves rolled up look. That's like uh, his his look for a go getter lawyer, you know. Spencer's dad's having an affair with Jason. No, not really. <laughs> um, so Spencer's trying to get some answers right there, and Toby's st- uh, just, well, know, this, this answers. turns into a big time argument between Spencer and oh, her dad. They're, like, yeah. they're just like screaming at each other. 
her dad loses his shit. He's just like, he's basically, her dad is basically like, I'm not telling you why I was here. You need to let, drop it. And Spencer's like, fuck you. You gotta, you know, like, tell me what's going on. Well, no, she's like, I need some answers. And mm-hmm. then Toby steps in like a goddamn jackass. And he's like, she needs some answers. And Nathan Drake loses his mind on Toby. <laughs> he's like, fuck you, buddy. I pay you. <laughs> you, know? yeah, you shut the exactly. fuck up if you want to keep your see job. Him start like flinging cash at like toby like gambit flings cards like that's what I mean, he loses his mind well he basically he, says like uh do you want a job you'll shut the fuck up if you want it you know yeah well he basically attacks toby for that conversation they had where like hey buddy we keep this between us you don't tell spencer and he's just like you couldn't help but run and tell her you fucking bitch yeah <laughs> like it becomes apparent real quick where Spencer gets her her brand of crazy from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nolan North is great in the scene. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's he, he goes from like three to nine real quick. Yeah, um, and to the point where so he tells her to get the, get her ass back home. So she runs off in Hobie's truck, and they they start to speed away. And I love that shot. Oh, that's a great her, shot. Yeah, you know, focusing on it reminded me of well, uh, well it's like the, the camera the camera's mounted. The camera's mounted on the car, so yeah. it's on the sh- passenger side. Yeah, and so it's a shot of Spencer in the passenger side, kind of freaked out as they drive away, and then like in from the that side of the frame comes Peter, like slamming on the the door yeah. of the truck and yelling, like "Get out, get back here!" You know, as as the truck speeds past him. Yeah, it's it's very creepy and awesome. Yeah, so she drives off. She drives off of Toby. Uh, so later on that night. She's sneaking into her house, and her dad is waiting in the living room for her. He for her. He's he's calmer. He also has scotch in hand. He's chilled out a little, yeah. Yeah, he's he's had a few drinks. He's he's much more like reserved. He's gotten his faculties back in order, um, and he wants to tell her basically what's up. Some of what's up. He says that uh, a week before Allie died, her grandmother, Allie's grandmother, who had a lot of money, changed the will. So that everything would go to Allie instead of her and Jason. Mm-hmm. And then after, you know, several weeks after Allie disappeared, the grandmother died. Uh, but the De Laurentiis family hired Peter Hastings to change the date on the will, the old will, so it wouldn't make Jason look suspicious. So I I guess what they're doing is, uh, like, I, I Jason got everything. So I assume they, like, basically got rid of the new will. Or, like, yeah, they, got, they got rid of the new will. So that the will was going to go to both kids, but now that Allison's dead, all of the money would go to Jason. Mm-hmm. Because um, for some reason that makes him look like less of a suspect. the The implication is that because the money is now all going to Allison, that's why Jason killed her, which would be a terrible motive for murder because then the will would go to probate, and well, basically would, neither of them would get the money. Wouldn't it be more or, suspicious if? If all the money was going to Allison and then it changed to going to Allison and Jason and then Allie died? I don't know. Well, they're saying they changed after. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you're right. But basically, yeah, because basically only a stoner would kill his sister after the will's been changed <laughs> and only go to her because, like I said, then it's going to go to court. Um, so from this, we go to a flashback, a convenient flashback of Hannah's, it's Hannah's house, of Hannah's grandmother's other cooking chili telling stories. And Allison's there. Allison and Spencer are there. And Allison's just kind of getting weird and creepy asking Hannah's grandmother, like, what would it Fair. take to get you to disown a family member? 
Well, and so she brings up a hypothetical of what if one of your family members was going to sell a family heirloom to buy drugs? And Hannah's grandmother's like, well, yeah, I guess I would, I would as she puts it, do some pruning of the family tree at that point, you know? And she's like, what are you writing a story or something? And else it's like something like that. Yeah. And then, so it comes back to present day and Hannah or Spencer says, that's why she went down to Georgia, which that just makes me lull a little bit. Cause it makes me think of the devil went down to Georgia. Yeah. But yeah, the, the devil obviously the being Allie. Yeah. To get her grandmother to change the will. Spencer wants to go to the cops right the fuck now. And her dad's just like, well, no, we need to be careful about what we're saying here. And then he basically wants to protect himself because he well, can get disbarred for this. But Spencer intuits that he's not just protecting himself. He's protecting Jason. And she wants to know why. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you know, I told you to drop it. And she's just like, what does De Laurentiis family have on you? And yeah. he's just like, I'm done asking questions. I'm done, done answering questions. I think I've answered enough questions for one night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not enough scotch in the world to make me tell you the rest of this story tonight, Spencer. So Peter Hastings continues to get more interesting. <laughs> yeah. So um, then at the end, so like I said, we got the, we're got we at the grill. Emily's telling Maya about Paige. And Dr. Sullivan calls uh, Emily. Well, the reason she calls is she's been she's been researching. She's looking mm-hmm. at all the liars' files. I think you see Ari, Ari's birthday in there. Um, and then she then she pulls out another file, presumably a different client. Uh, this client we can see from the paperwork has issues, uh, overpowering feelings of revenge and anger management issues. Uh, and on the question, are you a danger to yourself? And, uh, she writes down, no, only others or he, whoever, you know, whoever he is. Uh, and she's worried about nosy bitches, you know, and so Anne, you know, realizes that the no, nosy bitches die thing was written on her wall and she says, oh my God, I know this person. So presumably mm-hmm. Anne just realizes that she's been doing sessions with a so she calls emily yeah. and tell says emily i know who a is uh bring all the bring all the other girls to my office and we can talk mm-hmm. spencer gets this text when she's she's at home hannah gets this text while she's driving for grandmother Ari gets a text while she's studying on her bed mm-hmm. and the pictures of uh, images of Ari studying were always funny to me they get to dr sullivan's office and find that she's not there office is empty uh, well, not not empty, empty like nothing. It's just she's not there. Presumably, like the door was open or something because they just like walk right in. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then they get a text from A. It just says the doctor is out. A. <laughs> oh shit. Um. Yeah. So then we get the A tag, which is uh, presumably earlier in the evening. Presumably, yeah. A is uh, stealing some evidence from Therapy Ann's uh, office. And she also goes over to a Sigmund Freud bobblehead and takes a little bug, like a listening device, out of the base of it. So I love that's, that that's where A hid the, uh, the bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. So that, that lets us know how, how A operates. You know, she's got bugs I just sometimes. I point out, Freud was the father of psychology? Well, is she a psychologist or a psychiatrist? I, really I don't know what she that. was, but I'm just thinking with the Ellen Byron thing. It's almost like it's like it's like it's a very anti like psychology theme. Well, no, episode. I think we can assume that Anne is a psychologist. Yeah, because she's not she's not prescribing pills with these girls. Yeah, yeah. not the good shit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's almost like it's like the faulty nature of psychology as espoused by the writers of Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> Are you saying they're all Scientologists? I hope not. 
Well, Byron's right. Like, they do need to see a psychiatrist. <laughs> At least for Mike. It's like... Uh, I I would tend to... In normal circumstances, I would tend to agree with Ella. Rather than jumping in the pills. But well, I don't you're think, right. Because there is Byron a genetic... wasn't saying, let's get this guy on pills. He's saying, let's talk to somebody who's a professional in this. And maybe he needs pills, you know? Well, no. I, and I think because of the fact that there is a genetic component to this. Yeah, there probably should be some medication. Or at least talk to a, a trained professional who deals in that, and they can they can let you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and uh, Byron also mentioned like, hey, his psychologist recommended this. You know, like it's <laughs> not like I'm butting in here. Yeah, yeah. Ella doesn't like doctors. Apparently She's not. Like, My wrist will heal itself, perhaps poorly. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So that was uh, I must confess. Mm-hmm. Season and a half before they tell anyone about A, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. And well, it's still, like, that's the only one who knows, right? Like, uh, K- Caleb and Toby, Ezra, they don't know. I mean, Ezra, like, has seen something from someone tagged as A, but he, does, he doesn't know what, what that is. Ezra is a goddamn moron. Because there's been a lot of weird shit where it's like, maybe he should sit down with his girlfriend and be like, what's going on here? <laughs> You're a little bit weird. Yeah, Ezra. Uh, fuck Ezra. Um, yeah, it, yeah, we're about to head into the mid-season finale. The mid-season finale, season two, is the next episode. Call uh, it "Over My Dead Body." Over my dead body, and we will talk about that in the next episode. See you then. Bye bye. Thank you.